Blog Talk Radio. And yes, you're listening to the Queen of Expression, Alex Akurji, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of West Africa. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, first of all, you know what, guys, let me just apologize for yesterday. I know that we were supposed to have Friday Radio Special. And, you know, so you know how technology can be sometimes. And uh, yesterday, something just, you know, something just happened and, you know, we couldn't come to you live. But guess what? You know, this is the Naked Talk. It's a home for real, authentic conversation. As always, expect our conversations to be unfiltered, unscripted. And of course, uncut. So today on Soul Saturday, I am so, so, so happy to be joined by my very special guest who's going to be joining me live all the way from the United States. And God, have I been waiting for today's conversation. We've been counting down the days and then we're counting down the hours. And then it was a bit of like, oh my God, it's almost here, finally. But just before we get into today's conversation, don't forget expression is a sign of strength. And not weakness. So, yes, we do not apologize for our experiences. We do not apologize for how we feel. We do not apologize for, you know, what we think and what we've been through. We keep it real here because, like we said, you know, this is the home for real, authentic conversations. And we bring you amazing, powerful influences from, from around the world who are using their lives, you know, their life stories, their life experiences, their work to basically create transformation and give you the freedom to be the highest expression of your greatest self. So yes, last time I was here on the Naked Talk on Talk Wednesday, I had the amazing Monique Decker who joined me live all the way from the Netherlands. Now Monique is our, she's the award winner. She's what? What was she? She's the you know the winner of a Global Woman Leadership Award, um, and she's an amazing, powerful uh, speaker, international speaker, and of course uh, a trainer she's a trainer in self-leadership and visibility and uh, Monique and I were here we're here to talk about we talked about total presence what it what it really is to have total presence and to show up as the full version of yourself and yes we had an illuminating conversation and I remember Monique sharing with us here on the show how she you know woke up one day you know after a 20-year powerful 20-year career in uh, in the financial sector right and she just woke up one day half paralyzed and um, just basically her life changed from there. Uh, so it was great to have Monique here. And, of course, if you missed that conversation with Monique, don't forget, all our conversations are archived 24-7 right here on the radio channel on Block Talk Radio. 
or you can catch The Naked Talk on our official website at www.thenakedtalk.live, live, yes, because we're live. And, of course, you can listen to The Naked Talk because we're syndicated all over your Internet radio. So, yes, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on Stitcher Radio. We're syndicated on TuneIn Radio. We're also on Port Africa in Uganda. You can catch us on Radio, CastBox FM, Radio Public, we're, we're syndicated on ACAST, One Good Radio Network in Canada. We're, oh my God, I'm, I'm running around. You can catch us on podcast video. Just go to our official uh, website and, of course, scroll down and check out all the channels where we're syndicated so you have no reason whatsoever to miss an episode of The Naked Talk. And, of course, all the empowering conversations we have here. And no the conversations that ever the same. So, yes, you know, I'm still always, you know, really pumped. I get the opportunity to be able to bring amazing, powerful people who come. And we have real conversation. You know, it's difficult to always be, to be open and to be vulnerable and to be transparent. And it's okay to be naked. And, you know, we allow you, we give you the, you know, we give you the freedom, right, to be naked here on the show. So today, we're going to be talking about overcoming the enemy inside with my very special guest who's joining me. Now, how do you overcome when your faith hope and strength gets tested in the most unexpected way. Now, today's guest had only recently come into her new life as a soldier in the U.S. Army when she was sent to wartime Iraq just months after basic training. Now, she forms a mental picture of the threats that she might face, you know, composed of M16s, hand grenades, and landmines. Her first encounter with a dangerous threat did not appear in the form of men with machine guns like you would expect. But, 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 but on a medical scan that read a rare type of cancer. Now, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put it out of the basket because I know she's here right now. She's already in the virtual studio. And I am so, so excited to have with me my very special guest. She is an American author. She is also a cancer survivor and, you know, an advocate and speaker. And she's an entrepreneur and she's joining me live all the way from the U.S. I'm so excited to have with me Brandy Benson live on the Naked Talk. Hi, Brandy. Brandy. Hello. Yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Naked Talk. I lost you there for a moment. Uh, but, Brandy, do you hear me? Yes, I do hear you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, it's nice to have you here in the Naked Talk. And first of all, I know that we've been wanting to have this conversation. And let me tell you, Brandy, yesterday people sent me messages. I was so like, oh, my goodness. So many of you wanted to listen to us have this conversation. People are curious about, you know, your book. They're curious about your life story. They're curious about so many things. And um, I'm glad that we finally are making it happen. So for the sake of those who are listening, you know, those who listen from around the world and people, from different parts of the world. For the sake of those who are just having that first-hand privilege to come in contact with you and your work, mm-hmm. let's get naked, you know, for a minute. How would you describe Brandy Benson? Um, I would describe myself as um, more alive, for sure, after my experience. And um, living in the moment. Living in the moment. Okay. Very great. Yes. I'm just glad to be alive. (laughs) I have a second chance of life, so I'm trying to definitely make it count. 
Well, I, I think that, you know, it's important for us to be grateful for the life that we have, and I think it's a great thing that you're grateful and that you're trying to live in the moment, especially if you've had the kind of experience that you have had. Now, I know that today you're an author. I know you're an AMI veteran, and I know that you're an entrepreneur. You run this amazing business called Resume Advantage and all of that. But just take us a little bit back, right, to what it was like. Create a picture for us, what it was really like growing up for you as a child. Uh, let's see. So I grew up, I'm originally from California. I lived there for many years, I believe it was 16 years. Um, we weren't military or anything, but my stepfather, um, he was, he, li- he lived or he was from Hawaii. Um, so when I was 16 years old, we all decided to leave from California, move to Hawaii. So I lived in Hawaii for about 10, 10 more years, roughly around that time. Grew up there, over there, um, went to high school out there. I had a pretty mm-hmm. normal you know, uh, upbringing, you know, for, mm-hmm. for the most, I had a couple of hiccups here and there, but you know, everything was pretty normal. Um, I did play a lot of sports. I was on Olympic developing program teams. I was AAU teams for basketball. I was very athletic. Um, I was very rambunctious. I had a lot of energy. Um, I don't want to say I was too great at school, but I knew how to pass. And I, I was really good at studying things. <laughs> I understood the concepts of thing and, you know, being able to format it down and, you know, presentations and things like that. Um, but I had a pretty normal childhood, um, you know, besides my parents. My, sister, my mother did have me pretty young. She had me at 16 years old. Um, my father did pass away. My biological father passed away when I was 16. Um, but other than that, I mean, everything was fine. I had a great, wow. great childhood. I had tons of sports. We were always really happy. You know, it was, it was a good little American childhood. <laughs> okay. So, you know, first, I mean, it's great that you had a, like a really normal childhood growing up. And if there's anything that I caught from what you said was that you were very athletic. So let's just say that you're pretty healthy, right? You're very mm-hmm. athletic. You were fit. You were, you know, and so obviously you weren't, you know, expecting so many other things that happened in this future kind of like but let's talk about how you found yourself you know joining the AMI. I mean what was it I mean what were you doing I mean like you said you didn't come from a military background right so it wasn't a situation of oh you know everybody in my family was part of this so I had no choice but to so what was it how did you find yourself becoming part of the you know joining the U.S. AMI and seeing yourself all the way um in Iraq because I know like your book obviously highlights quite a bit of that Right. And for those who are listening, uh, you know, you just recently released your book, The Enemy Inside Me, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. OK, great. And so I know that you talk about, you know, your, you know, how you and I, I, we'll get into the conversation of that. But let's go back just a little bit to how you joined the AMI. I mean, how did you find yourself with a military, you know, joining the military? Because like you said, you didn't have a military background. Mm-hmm. OK, so uh, I had an uncle uh, growing up. He was in the Navy. Um, so I looked up mm-hmm. to him, you know, they had a, they had really fun little parties when I was a kid, So I kind of knew about the military. I just wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, like in it so much, but when mm-hmm. I moved to Hawaii, we lived in a place called Kailua and, um, we lived right, right outside of a, um, of the main gate called Kaneohe Bay. And that was a Marine Corps base. So I grew up in Hawaii right next to the military installation. So our friends were all military, mm-hmm. you know, you know, at the time when I was younger and had little boyfriends, they were military families. So I kind of knew about it and I was interested in it. And I mm-hmm. thought it was really fun. You know, they paid for schooling, 
They, you know, you traveled mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, education was free. So I kind of knew a little bit like that might be an option if I didn't play, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in college and soccer and I didn't go anywhere. That was going to be my, my last choice. I know that's kind of terrible, but that's what's going to be my fallback <laughs> option. <laughs> if I didn't want to, you know, if things didn't work out the other way, I was going to just join the military. So I lived in Illinois at the time, and my sister had just recently joined. And she was there, I think, after right after basic training. Um, I went to her her graduation, and I saw her, and I was like, wow, you know, she's doing some amazing things, and I'm the bigger sister. Like, I need to also step up and do something else with my life. And at the time, I was enrolled at um, Chicago State University, and I decided to stop going to college because I didn't want to pay for the student loans, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to afford them. And so I just kind of just snuck off a little bit and talked to a recruiter, didn't tell my mom, and signed papers, and I left. <laughs> But that's how it that's how it happened. So, um, okay, so you know, I love the fact that you share, you know, just the story of how um you joined the military and all of that. So let's talk a little bit about your book, The Enemy Inside mm-hmm. Me, right? Because I know that there's just so much in it. While this book is, you know, a great read and an easy read, there's just so much in it because you really detail your experience and also let's talk a little bit about the book and why you decided to write it. Um, I decided originally it started out as um, uh, as a way for my family so they could remember me. And I was also trying to have something down on paper. So my nephew, who's like, I think he's two or three, I don't, can't remember exactly, but he was a young little baby or young toddler rather. And um, I wanted, you know, if I was going to pass away and die, I wanted to leave something so he could read it when he grew up and read, you know, what was happening or my personality or have something that was, tangible so he could learn and read about me so he had something to remember me from so that's what it really all derived from I wanted to leave something for him that he would remember me or know me before you know before I'm passing away and I'm just a memory so I started out as little journal entries for him and then after I you know started realizing that I kind of got a hang of this that I don't think I'm going to pass away then I made a promise to myself that if indeed I did you know, it was granted a second life, a second ch- chance at life that I was going to turn it into mm-hmm. a book. And um, so I decided to get a little bit more serious about it. And when I got out of the Army, I joined a program, a writing program um, at SCAD, a graduate program, and used my journals as my thesis, and I turned it into a book. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what, Brandy, this is really so amazing, and I want you to hold that thought because we're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go okay. anywhere. Just hold your thoughts. We're going to come back. We're going to take a quick okay. commercial break, and we'll be back. Okay. You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to The Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. Back uh, 
uh, if you're just tuning in and just joining us, this is Still the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji. And yes, you're listening to the Queen of Expression, and my name hasn't changed. I'm still Alex, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in Africa. Now, just before we went in that little commercial break, I was talking and have been talking to my very special guest, Brandy Benson. She's an author. She is, you know, a cancer survivor. She's an entrepreneur. And she, she is the author of the book, right, uh, The Enemy Inside Me. And just before we went into that little, you know, commercial break, we've been talking about the book and why she wrote the book. And, you know, she mentioned about how, Basically, this was supposed to be like a journal entry that she was saving for, leaving for her little nephew, right? And something came to my mind while she was talking about that. And just before we get into that, don't forget that this is an interactive conversation. So, yes, if you want to join the conversation, don't forget that you can call in. The number to call is 323-642-1693. If you want to call in, if you're calling from the U.S., make sure to dial us a local number, 323-642-1693. If you're calling from outside the U.S., Call as an international number. Use plus one three two three six four two one six nine three, or use the Skype button. There's a Skype button, right? There's a free Skype button. So just click the Skype button and you can call into the show for free. Unfortunately, our in-studio chat room is not open, but then you can still tweet using hashtag The Naked Talk. And if you've got questions for Brandy or you want to say something, you want to contribute, don't forget, make sure to use your hand-raising effect. Press 1. Press 1 so we know you want to speak because you can dial in and we can think you're just listening. But if you want to ask brand new question or you want to contribute or you want to say something don't forget this is interactive and it's called the naked talk right so um hi brandy welcome back thank you okay so while we you know just before we went on that break i know you had mentioned that you know the book started off really as a journal right you were saving you were just trying to document um basically your experience and save something for your nephew right just in case you were passing right that you were going to die and that just had me thinking, you know, like, really, what, what, what was going through your mind? I mean, how did you, did you at any point come to terms with the idea that you possibly may not survive? Uh, I don't want to say I came to terms with it because I was, I did not want to die. I, I, if I could live forever, I definitely would drink a potion. Mm-hmm. But I did not accept that thought at all. So me accepting mm-hmm. it was just, it was I don't know. It was so surreal. All of it happened so quickly. So I, I, I got diagnosed or I found a tumor, got diagnosed, and this all happened within about a month. So I was just, mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't believe all these was happening. And I was like, I have to write it down. I have to document this. So everything I was writing down, I just, I was just kind of going along with it. Like I was just running the motions. Like I could not believe what was happening. It was just, I, I, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it at all. Not one bit. So oh, okay. You know, I, 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 okay, so I'm thinking, you know, right, because while we're, we want to be able to create a picture for the listeners, right, mm-hmm. so I know that, are you the first person to, to experience cancer in your family, first of all? Are you the first person? Yes, I was the first person. Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 so what was it like? Like, how did you even discover? Because from what I, you know, from what I know reading your book, Right, you were not even at home. You were all the way in Iraq, if I'm if I remember correctly. You were all the way in another man's land, very far away from home. You know, getting yeah. ready to fight for your country, right? And so, how did you even discover, first of all, that you 
you know, that something was growing and there was something happening inside of you. I, I know that if, if they have a copy of your book, they can actually you, you share that story. But just for the sake of the listeners, right, how did you even discover that something was going on inside of you? Yes. So I was experiencing some minor um, uh, symptoms at first. So, you know, the first kind of symptoms are extreme fatigue. So I was just so tired. I was beyond tired. I was exhausted. Like I had no energy to eat any food. I was just so exhausted. And I was in the middle of war. I was in the middle of Iraq. So I thought it maybe was just, I was just, you know, it was taking a little bit of time for me to get used to this new foreign place that I was in. I'm only 24 years old and I have to fight for a country. My family's not here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm young. I don't know what I'm doing. Just graduated for basic training. So I thought maybe I was just tired from all the stress that I was feeling. Um, so I started working out a little bit because that's all there is really to do over there or at that fob that I was at. A lot of soldiers, the past five time is just working out a lot. And, you know, so I worked out like three times a day. I was just working out and working out. And one day I decided to, uh, you know, do some stretching. And I felt this really sharp pain in my left leg. And when I was stretching, I discovered a small little, like maybe the size of a grape, no, say like the size of a large peach in my leg. And I could only see it if I did a certain stretch. And so if I didn't discover that, you know, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have made it because I, you know, it was was hidden. And this type of Mm -hmm. cancer, it it first starts in the soft tissue, then it goes to your lungs, then it goes to your brainstem, and then it goes to your spinal cord. So if I didn't discover this quick enough, Mm -hmm. I would have definitely passed away. So this little small peach-sized circle and, you know, tumor that I found in my leg was only about they said about three weeks, three to um, three to four weeks of it, you know, forming. So it was wow. really quick. Yeah. It was really fast. So that's how I found it. I was just stretching one day and discovered that I had this little knot in my leg and I didn't know what it was. I had no clue. I went, you know, asked a couple of friends. I went to the doctors over in Iraq and, you know, they immediately knew something was wrong, but because they didn't have the medical, um, didn't have the proper like machinery to test it, they didn't want to diagnosed me with any false diagnosis so they just said you know what brandy you're on the first um plane out of here so pack your bags get everything together and you're going i'm like okay you know i didn't i didn't think anything of it i told all my friends that i was leaving to iraq everybody gave me money because everyone thought i was coming back i had a list of shoes to get i had i had a list of food to come back with i had a list of blankets and scarves because it was in the middle of winter it was cold so everyone thought i was coming back and so did i so when I left and I didn't return, I told everyone, like, listen, you know, I'm, I'm sick and I don't know how you want me to, you know, pay the money back. But, you know, I'll get there like, no, just keep it and get better. But nobody knew. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know at all. You know, uh, this, is, this is really interesting because we're talking about you finding this little tiny pitch, this tiny lump on your, you know, in on your thighs or, you know, your legs. And so obviously this is a rare type of cancer. So let's talk a little bit about this for the sake of the listeners, because I'm sure people are wondering, okay, so what kind of cancer is this? What was it exactly? You know, cause I know that, you know, they had to move you to a hospital and then of course you had to do quite a number of, you know, tests and medical scan and all of that. So what exactly was it that was discovered? Uh, so when I, when I first uh, went to, um, I think it was Baghdad, First went to Baghdad. They did a CT scan to, to make sure it was a tumor. So they let me know it was a tumor. Then I went to Germany in Landstuhl. They discovered what type of tumor it was, if it was going to be malignant or is it going to be cancer. 
um, or I mean uh, malignant or benign. <clears throat> so that it's then cancer and it's it's benign, so it's not gonna I'm sorry uh, metastasize anywhere. That was after in Walter Reed when I have to discover that. Um, so we find out that it it is indeed cancer. Um, I then get uh, sent over to Walter Reed. Walter Reed um, diagnoses me with Ewing sarcoma cancer, which is cancer of the soft tissue, but it's a bone cancer. So it didn't get to the bone because I discovered it so quickly. But about 200 to 225, I believe I read it on um, some statistics yesterday, but 200 people are diagnosed each year with Ewing. So it's a very, very rare, very aggressive. So if you don't catch it in our early stages, you only have about a 15% chance to make five years you know, to clear your five years. And I just made my 10 uh, this veteran's year, this year. Wow. And here's the thing, you know, because one of the things when we fall, when something happens to us, especially something totally unexpected like this or really um, a very serious condition, right, usually we think it's something that, you know, because I'm really curious to find out what, like, because you were healthy. On the surface, you were really healthy. You worked out. You were very athletic. You were, you know, constantly in the gym, right, because I remember reading the book. So, you know, are there known causes, like, what what exactly are some of the, you know, like, is there, did you, did you know why it happened or, you know, I'm just curious because I'm sure the, the listeners are curious because how can we tell, right, if we, if someone in our family or if someone we know or even ourselves, you know, are faced with the same kind of condition? Uh, well, there's no, like, specific way, you know, but you can definitely, if, if this type of cancer runs in the family, then you could find out through that with some sort of testing, I'm sure, but. There was like I didn't eat anything. Um, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So anything I did physically to myself, it just kind of just created itself. But I was near some burn pits in Iraq, so it could have been could have been the burn pits that were there, you know. And there mm-hmm. there are some um, some lawsuits going around still right now with KBR and them operating the burn pits incorrectly because when I was at my fob, there were or at my um, at my location. There were about six other people that came back with cancer. Just I was the only one that had Ewing. And then on that same note, my sister also knew somebody, because my sister was also deployed during the same time that I was deployed, but she was in a a place called Balad, I believe it was. It was the Air Force base over there. So she was also deployed, and her NCO was also sick and got cancer. And she ended up passing away and and dying. So it could have well been, you know, the area you know and but i think that i think one of the best things that i probably picked from my conversation with you is that you were quite observant right because i think a lot of times we just go with a day right we are not conscious we're just you know we just you know right we just leave we just exist right and sometimes mm-hmm. we see things or we're not we don't catch things early on Something's going on with your body. Something's going on with your inside, but you're not really paying attention. You just think it's just something small, right? And you keep it there, and you don't follow up on it. And I think that it, it, it wouldn't even matter if it was even breast cancer. Like, you notice a lump. You know, you, you know, there are ways we can check for those things. And I guess now that we also need to also not see a little bump on our thigh and just think it's just something small, right? It could really be mm-hmm. something serious. So it's important right. that, you know, we do what you did, which is pretty much – 
check it out and follow through. Now, I know that a lot of people, there are people dialed into the show. Again, don't forget, if you want to join the conversation, I know you're listening, but if you want to say something, if you want to ask a question, or you want to contribute to the conversation, use your hand raising. In fact, press 1. We need to make sure press 1 and we know that you want to talk, and then we'll try to get you into the conversation. Um, so, okay, I think we have, we have a call. We have someone who definitely wants to. Uh, so. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. This Do is you hear Brand- me? Yeah, I can hear you. This is Brandy's aunt. I just want to say I'm so so proud of her. Oh, yeah, this just- is her aunt. This is Julie. Yeah, and I've been listening oh, and I'm so proud of her. Yeah, yeah, her aunt Julie. Thank you, Aunt Julie. Just- Thank you, Aunt yeah. Julie, for calling in. Brandy, your aunt is so proud of you. Yeah, yes. I am so proud of her. I am so proud of her, and I love her so much. And I'm just, I just keep following anything that she does. Yes, and she's been through a lot, and she's pulled through, and we are so proud of her. I'm her, her brother, her, her father's, her father's sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Auntie uh-huh. Julie. Thank you so much for calling into the show. And I, I I'm oh, sure Brandy's so excited to have the support. And I think she's yeah. amazing too. I read you know, the book, and I think that it's so important for her to be able to share her life story with people because right. it will be right. impacted. Our stories are for other people. And so I uh-huh. think it's interesting that I didn't know anything about, you know, this type of cancer. You know, she was the first person I heard it from. Like, well, what, what, what is yeah. that? So I think she's a survivor, and that also gives other people the strength to feel like they too can overcome whatever it is that they're going through. So thank you so much for calling right. me in. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye, Brandy. Oh, Bye, Julie. Thank you. Oh, love you. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, if you're just if you're listening and you're you know we're still this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Acrosia and yes I'm talking to my very special guest who's joining me live all the way from the U.S. Now she is uh, an entrepreneur, she is a speaker, she's a cancer survivor and advocate, as well as the author of the newly released book The Enemy Inside Me. Now I know that we've been having a great conversation and there are people who obviously will benefit from this conversation. So don't forget if you know someone who's missing it who should be here right now don't forget to share the show but just before we take you know um you know we talk to brandy some more how about we take a quick 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 musical break now this is a borrowed dime by danielle taylor and danielle taylor was a guest on the show uh two years ago i think right but we'll be back don't go anywhere
Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, just, you know, thinking of Auntie Julie, you know, calling in, and that had me thinking about something, you know, just what the impact, right, of your experience was on your family, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when we go through the challenges that we go through, yes, we're in pain, yes, we experience something, but also the people around us experience something too, right? It's tough on us but it's also tough on our families, right? Or, you know, depending, you know, I don't know. So I'm just curious a little bit, what was it like for your relatives, you know, mom, you know, your nephew, your sister, and, you know, just the people around you, what was it like, you know, them hearing, you know, the news that you had to deal with it? Um, well, when I first diagnosed with and I first did discover it, I was, um, and I, what was I? I think I was in Germany, and I told my mother on the phone um, about it, and she, it was the most, like, horrific scream I have ever heard on the phone so she was screaming and crying and very upset about it and I just found out about a couple of weeks ago I did a small little trailer for my book um you know how she kind of really felt about it but she never told me her her true and honest feelings but she also thought it was a death sentence so when she found out that I was sick with cancer she automatically thought I was going to die and it didn't help that the doctors were also insisting and very persistent with you know, um, mm-hmm. telling me the statistics of, of surviving and, you know, the type of cancer that it was and where it was going to spread to. And if it does, then I'm going to die. And I also had a whole bunch of, oh my um, God. yeah, just a lot of different priests, uh, military priests that would come into my room on a daily basis and they would make sure that I had my will updated. And they would come in every single day, every day, making sure that whatever I had on my will was correct because everyone thought I was going to die. But my sister... <laughs> She thought it was, you know, she had a different perspective and she didn't think, you know, because I was in and out of the hospital growing up all the time. I was either breaking my, you know, I broke my nose, I broke my arm, I was pulling muscles, falling out of trees. I was really rambunctious and just getting hurt all the time. So she just thought I was resilient, that I was going to bounce back from it. Thank God I did. But she had a different outlook on on it. Um, I never asked Julie if she ever thought I was going to pass away or, you know, or if I was going to die, but they did, they did come and visit me and Walter Reed. I had all my family, really. My immediate family came to my side and they supported me. But um, when you are faced with such a traumatic disease or event or situation, mm-hmm. it is very, I feel like it's very important that you do have your family there to support you and to be there in the time that you need them. But, um, yeah, I think they were just as devastated as I was. They were also going through it because – you're losing somebody and you're watching it happen. Mm-hmm. So my health was deteriorating rapidly. I believe that my third, um, my third uh, cycle that I had, my hair started falling out. I started getting weaker. By the time all of my treatment was over and finished, I was so weak that I couldn't even hold a pen and sign my name. I had to have my mother, who was my non-medical attendant at the time, she had to write signatures for me. I couldn't walk anywhere. I was being pushed around in a wheelchair. So she was definitely watching me deteriorate and, you know, what the doctors were telling her just, you know, wasn't, wasn't great news. So I'm sure it was also messing with her as well, as, as well as me. Well, you know, I, you know, I'm glad that you had your family there with you. And like you said, it really is important that when we're going through challenges and things like this, that it really does help to have, you know, family members who love us to be there to support us. And it does help to have a believer like your sister who probably just, you know, had a very different, um, you know, thought about how things would, you know, go. 
right? Mm-hmm. And just someone who has faith and hope, and I think it does help, right, even if, you know, it doesn't turn out that way. But, you know, let me ask you this. What would you say is the most difficult lesson that you learned, right, through that experience, something that you learned about maybe about yourself as a person, you know, just something, you know, really big lesson you learned from just having that experience or going through that experience? Um, I learned that I'm a lot stronger than I think I am. I've been tested many, many, you know, many times, different situations, but this was the ultimate test. Not only did it like <clears throat> test my faith in God or the universe or whatever your religion is, <clears throat> but it also mm-hmm. just tested like mentally, mentally and physically and spiritually, like I was tested to the limits. Um, there was a couple of different times that I almost died. That I almost, I almost literally died there was a few times, but I didn't. You know, I, my will to live and to to fight and to stay and and not, you know, go to the other side was so strong. And because I'm so scared of dying, that probably also really <laughs> also helped out as well. But I was just. You know, I just learned that I'm I'm a lot stronger than I than I think I am, for sure. You know, and, and not okay. to make, make I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Yes, and not to make any permanent decisions off something that's temporary. You know, it was a mm. it's a temporary thing that was going on with me, and don't make any decisions because you never really know what's going to happen in the end. Because the mm-hmm. end is going to be the end when you decide that you want to quit and you want to stop. And I didn't want to stop. I just kept pushing on I think that's really important you know you know that we don't make like you said permanent decision in temporary situations because any it could play out anywhere right you could give up and then you then survive right and then there are things that you could have done or decisions that you could have taken or made because you were already quitting right even before it was over and then, you know, so I think that's something definitely for the listeners to take away is that, you know, you really don't want to, yes, you might be going through a challenge and through pain, but it's up to you to choose whether you want to suffer or whether you want to quit or not. So I think that that's really, really important. Now, let's, let me ask you this. I know that sometimes even without challenges, there's just they're great moments as well, right? So what would you say are like or is probably the greatest moments that you can remember, you know, that you experienced through this journey? Maybe it is a transformation or something. What would you say is probably a great moment, you know, with this journey so far? Uh, I had many, many great moments. Uh, I can remember a time when my sister and I were, I had just gotten to Walter Reed and my sister came because she was on her R&R and she was also deployed. So she came to visit me. Uh, we had like a little photo shoot and we were just being really silly and having a good time and, we're not even thinking about me being sick, but I felt very normal in that moment. So that was a fun memory. I have another one of my, of my mother. We laughed so much. And I know it's kind of crazy, but we did. We laughed a lot. We had a lot of fun. We went to the movies. We did a lot of things that, that the, I'm not going to say you shouldn't listen to your doctor, but I acted like I was normal. You know, I didn't see myself as having a disease. I still went to the movies. I still, you know, uh, was walking around with other people. I was still going to the pool. I, you know, I was, I wanted to make myself as healthy and feel as real and in a moment of health. So we did normal things. You know, I had, a, it was hard, huh. but I also was doing things that would also keep me happy and keep me motivated to stay alive. And I also, you know, I, I the old Brandy died. I was a very different person than I am today. So I'm very grateful for that. And it's too bad that it took, 
cancer to wake me up and shake me to my core and make me wake up and realize how great life is and how you're supposed to treat people mm-hmm. and how you should, you know, embrace life. But mm-hmm. I, I came out a whole different person mm-hmm. for sure. I, I think that's really something good, really, right? Because we go through, um, you know, experiences that really awaken us, right? And they shake us up, and then we just realize that, you know, we, we need to change. Something needs to change. Okay, so I think we have, you know, uh, another caller. Uh, let's see. Is that still Auntie Julie? <laughs> let's see. Someone wants to say something. Hello? Is that Auntie Julie? Who's that? Hello? 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 Yeah? Okay, you you wanted to say something. You wanted to share something. Hello? Okay, I Okay, I think we just lost that. I'm not sure um what's going on there. Um but well, if you're just tuning in or you're still listening, I see people dialed in. Don't forget that this is an interactive conversation. If you want to say something, let us know. Maybe you want to uh, ask Brandy a question or you want to share something with us or, you know, whatever it is. I know you don't want to talk to me. You probably want to talk to Brandy. Uh, but, you know, if you're just joining us, this is still The Naked Talk. And my name is Alex Okurji. I'm coming to you all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in Africa. And, yes, we have the beautiful Brandy Benson. She is an American author. She is our uh, former uh, U.S. Army veteran. She is a speaker. She is a cancer survivor and advocate. And yes, she just released her brand new book, a debut book, a beautiful, powerful memoir called The Enemy Inside Me. And if you haven't ordered a copy yet, don't forget that you can actually get one. I know she's probably going to tell us where you can and you know, get a copy of her book. But Brandy, hi Brandy. Hello. Hi Brandy. Yes. Okay, let me ask you this. What would you say is the biggest misconception that people have, right, or misconception or misinformation, right, that people have about cancer or, you know, just a wing sarcoma and your experience? What would you say is, you know, probably, you know, a misconception or a mis- your misinformation that people have, really, you know, that you just think, oh, you know, I'd love to correct that. No, 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 no. You know, um, can you think of something? Uh, yes, there are, there are many, 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 many misconceptions about cancer. So I guess the main one would be that a lot of people that are diagnosed with cancer don't actually die from cancer. They die because their immune system is so suppressed mm-hmm. that a common cold, a bug bite, something that mm-hmm. can like shift their immune system is what usually takes them out. So it's not the actual cancer. Yes, the cancer is spread, but because mm-hmm. you're on the treatments and you're on um, all these different medication, it, it wipes out your entire immune mm-hmm. system. So that uh, is, a, is a very, very big misconception. And that they, a lot of people don't know about UN cell karma. So when I do tell people about the type of, or that I had cancer, they always automatically think that it's like breast cancer or that it's some other kind of cancer they don't know about, or they don't know, um, you know, much information about the type of cancer that I had, which is why I want to bring awareness to it and, you know, it'd be some sort of platform for those people who have been kind of put into the dark a bit. Not a lot of people know about this type of cancer. It's very rare. It's very aggressive. And a lot of people just, they don't know. 
Okay, and, and I think that the first step with that is your amazing book, um, The Enemy Inside Me, which, by the way, I think is such a powerful name for a book, right? Uh, and I know that you just released the book, but we're all buzzing about it. We're all excited about it, and I know that you know it's definitely um, you know going to um, change um, lives. So let's talk about something. What's something that you wish you knew when you first started? Like something you wish you knew, like, 10 years ago. Okay, now let's go back a little bit, maybe like 12 years ago, right before, you know, this experience, something you wish you had known 12 years ago. Oh, gosh, something I've known 12 years ago. Um, I definitely would have, I don't know, um, 12 years ago. So what I would have liked to know 12 years ago, would it like help my situation during the time I was diagnosed or what do you mean? No, just maybe generally about life, maybe generally about yourself, or just maybe how you would have approached things or life, or I don't know, just something lesson, because I know that, you know, this experience has changed you in so many ways, right? It's changed the way you see life, it's changed the way you interact with people, it's changed your purpose, it's changed the way you are showing up in the world. So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking that there's probably something that you know today that you wish you knew 12 years ago. Um, it would definitely be to be more confident. You know, I always, mm. always kind of not like insecure about things, but I'm a little more <laughs> shy. I was a lot more shy than I was before. But if I could just tell the young Brandy, you know, everything's going to be okay and just, just, you know, walk with your head held high and, you know, and pay attention to math class <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so confidence and, and I just playing th- more in school for sure. Yeah, I think that's important because, again, like if you've had the kind of experiences you've had, there's obviously been some kind of changes, right? While we still look at you and you're so beautiful, it's hard to tell, you know, if only we looked like what we've been through, right? But you look so beautiful, you know, you're so, (laughs) right? But, you know, who could tell that you've been through all of the things that you've been through? And usually you need a lot of confidence because something has changed, right? I remember you mentioning and saying something like, oh, you know, you lost quite a bit of, you know, your thigh, if I'm correct, right, because of cancer. And so I would imagine that, you know, it would take quite a lot of confidence to still feel like, you know, beautiful, complete, um, awesome, amazing. And so I think that it's a great thing that you have that now, you know, even when 12 years ago, you probably didn't have that and everything looked good, right, on the outside. And now, um, now that you have that. So let's, let's do something quick. We're going to take a quick, just a quick uh, musical break, and we'll come back. I know we don't have so much time left, uh, but we'll okay. just take a quick musical break, and then we'll come back, and then we'll wrap this up. So this is Like We Do by Peter Kelly, and Peter Kelly was a guest on the show as well, I think three years ago or four years ago. I can't remember. But he was a guest on the show, and this is Like We Do, and we'll be back. Okay. we just victims of right place and time? Or were we written in the stars? Was your mission to invade my mind And mine to catch you like a blessing in a jar? The universe has reasons and a plan Life has lessons to be learned Sometimes love and loss go hand Maybe love cannot be found but must be a Love got tough and I gave up But I guess I had it coming My hands fell to my side You shut up like a rubber cut From my chin 
Well, if you're listening and you want to get a copy of the book, don't forget that you can go to BrandyLBenson.com or just click on her name on the show notes, right? Just click on her name, right? You can see the show notes and see Brandy Benson. It will take you straight to her website. Just link to her website. It will take you straight to her website. And, of course, you can get a copy. The book is available in print and in ebook. And, yes, you can just click if you want to buy it on Amazon, there's an Amazon button. Just click it. will take you right on Amazon. But buy it from her website, please. <laughs> right? Buy it from her website, please. And, uh, yeah, um, you can get an e- you know, e-book version or the, you know, the paperback, the print version of the book. So, Brandy, I know that you're also on you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. She, everywhere she is, she's Brandy L. Benson. Or just Google Brandy Benson author, and you can find out more. So, Brandy, just before we wrap this, right, life mm-hmm. is about beating and overcoming ap- obstacles now. Any final words for the listeners? You know, just something that maybe is something that we can keep in mind when we're faced with challenges or we need to overcome whatever enemies inside of us. Uh, do you have any final words for us? Um, yes. Well, it would definitely just be my, my nice little quote. Um, don't make any permanent decisions off of temporary events or situations in life. And uh, the most beautiful part of our body is seeing what we have overcome. And your body is strong, mm-hmm. and to realize that and to mm-hmm. value that and accept that and strong and strength, it's, it's beautiful. So those are the two things I'd like to leave our listeners with. Well, thank you, Brandy, so much. Thank you so much for, first of all, you know, our, you know, spending time with us and for sharing your story. And I know that your story is in-depth. I mean, we could have really covered that in one hour. So if you want to find out more about her experience and, you know, get all the juice and all the details and just all the stuff, and you definitely you don't have to have experience cancer for you to be able to relate and, you know, for the book to speak to you really so make sure to go get a copy tell someone to tell someone to tell someone and don't forget to share and you know tag her and let her know that you have a copy of her book Um, I think that whatever it is we're going through we'll find something that resonates inside the book that will definitely connect with us so Brandy thank you so much for spending time I would love to bring you back again on the show Um, maybe some other time maybe on a roundtable conversation who knows but I'd definitely love to bring you back and thank you for being so amazing Thank you for having me, Alex. Okay. So, guys, so we'll come back same time next week on Talk Wednesday on the Naked Talk. I am so pumped that you joined us. And don't forget, you can still catch the recorded show. The archive show is right here, available 24-7. Same link. You can share it. Make sure to tell people to tell people to tell people or just go to our official website. So I love you. Don't forget that expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. Don't apologize. So here you are. I love you for listening.